In the bottom right corner of the USA, we believe that the FCC is the pinnacle of college athletics. The Bottom Right Corner podcast is here to bring you all things sports, news, and everything else going on around the Southeastern Conference. Alright, welcome to the Bottom Right Corner podcast where we discuss all things Southeastern Conference. Today, I will be talking all about Day 4 of the College World Series, especially as it pertains to the SEC baseball teams, which made up half of the eight teams in the field. However, things have changed and now there are only six teams remaining and four of those teams are still from the SEC. The SEC West to be exact and then Oklahoma and Notre Dame fill out the other two teams to make up the six. Alright, a quick rundown, a quick tutorial for anybody that hasn't been keeping up with the College World Series, doesn't know how, to, how it works. You've got two brackets. In bracket one, we started out with Texas A&M, Oklahoma, Texas, and Notre Dame. And in bracket two, we had Stanford, Arkansas, Auburn, and Ole Miss. Now, these teams in each bracket eliminate, 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 eliminate until we get down to a bracket one winner and a bracket two winner. And those two teams will play each other in a best of three series for the national championship. On Sunday, we had our first elimination with Texas A&M knocking rival Texas out of the College World Series, bringing us down to only seven teams left in the hunt for the national championship. But on Monday, that number shrunk to six. Now, I will be discussing the two games in bracket two today that got us down to six, as well as previewing the two games coming up on Tuesday. All right, let's get into it. Game one of Monday saw Auburn and Stanford face off in a loser-go-home scenario in the elimination bracket. In the last podcast, I explained how Auburn's pitching and defense I thought was more than equipped to handle Stanford, but with what seemed to be a recently depleting offense, Auburn absolutely needed to get the bats going. So Stanford struck first as Auburn's recent opponents have tended to do so far and scored one run in each of the first two innings for an early 2-0 lead. It looked like it was going to be the same old, same old Auburn from the last game, putting together only three hits in five innings of play with no runs. However, in the sixth inning, we saw the Auburn team from the regionals begin to show back up as Bello got a base hit to start things off for the Tigers. Then boom, Rambo, who has been struggling a bit to get on base after really quite a while now, gets a single. After a flyout by Moore, Sonny D gets a hit by a pitch, and just like that, Auburn has bases loaded with only one out. Now, confidence boost, yes. Looking good for the Tigers, yes. But we have seen Auburn mess these scenarios up more than a few times this season. But fortunately for Auburn, Stanford's pitcher walks the next batter as well to put the Tigers on the board with one. All right. Feeling good. Got on the board. The next batter strikes out swinging. Uh Uh-oh. Two outs. Here we go. And Cole Foster then comes up to the plate. Yeah, the dude that hit a home run from both sides of the plate in one inning in game one of the regionals. Yeah, that guy. You heard about him. He was all over Sports Center, SEC Now, all that good stuff. Cole Foster, though, struggling with an unknown illness that I've been told is the flu. Not 100% on that, but that's just kind of something that's been told to me. Like I said, I haven't checked it for sure, but that's what I've heard. He missed most of Sunday's loss to Ole Miss from whatever the illness is, and he definitely did not look 100% on Monday night. But the spotlight is on, and Foster ropes one out to center to clear the bases on a double, giving the Tigers their first lead of the game up 4-2 to 
on Stanford. The Tigers then go to score two more runs in the top of the seventh to go up 6-2. to two. Stanford, however, does start their comeback in the bottom of the seventh, getting the bases loaded with two outs and the tying run at the plate. Things are looking scary for Auburn. Their pitcher had just walked somebody. We're getting close to some major breakdowns here. However, Auburn subs in their closer, Burkhalter, sooner than they probably would have liked to, and the kid starts ripping pitches like nobody's business. Not only does he get them out of that major jam that they had been in, but he also closes out the next two innings with ease. Auburn ends up winning 6-2 to two and will await the winner of Arkansas and Ole Miss. All right, speaking of Arkansas and Ole Miss, let's go ahead and get into game two of Monday. SEC West versus SEC West. You hate to see it because you know one of our SEC brethren will have to suffer a loss. No one wants to see that out of the SEC, but hey, at some point it's got to happen. But at least they were both in the winner's circle and had a two-game cushion each. Ole Miss is batting first and the Rebs get going early. Now, Arkansas has two outs with only one man on base, but that runner was on third and a single from Mississippi's Graham brought that runner in to put Ole Miss on the board first. After a wild pitch and some other mishaps by Arkansas's pitcher Morris, he has a walk, a hit by a pitch, and another walk to easily bring a run around from that walk for Ole Miss. Well, the Razorbacks have to change pitchers in the first inning. Definitely, definitely don't want to do that, but it had to be done. And Taylor comes in, and he gets the third and final out. But, unfortunately, the damage was already done for the Arkansas Razorbacks as Ole Miss now leads 2 to nothing to start the game. The Hogs, however, don't take long to follow suit with a double from Turner that sends the first score home for the Razorbacks. After one, it is 2-1 Ole Miss. All right, not too bad. That can be overcome, correct? Correct. All right, inning two has more scoring as Ole Miss's Elko hits a homer to extend the lead 3-1. to But Arkansas ain't done yet. They put up two runs of their own with Stovall and Gregory both recording an RBI. Now that Arkansas has got the bats going and the score is only 4-3 Ole Miss leading, it is time for Arkansas to do what Arkansas is going to do. They don't do, though. Matter of fact, they don't. Ole Miss extends their lead by two in the third and then have a four-run inning in the fifth to make the lead 10-3 after the fifth inning is concluded. Ole Miss goes on to score three more runs in the eighth, and Arkansas's Stovall does hit a two-run homer in the bottom of the ninth, which was great for the guy, but it really just prolonged the inevitable. Ole Miss takes this game 13-5 to advance to the Bracket 2 championship game. All right, Arkansas with that loss will now move on into a loser-go-home scenario against Auburn to see who gets to play Ole Miss for a chance to go to the national championship. Now, this won't be very easy for either team because to get there, they will have to win three more games in a row starting on Tuesday to advance past Ole Miss and get to the championship series. While Ole Miss is just kind of sitting pretty like Oklahoma is in bracket one with extra rest until Wednesday and another loss to give. Looking at this and how that's playing out, chances are we're going to see Ole Miss and Oklahoma in the National Championship Series unless one of either Arkansas, Auburn, Notre Dame, or Texas A&M can pull off an incredible run over the next few days. Not super likely, but either of those teams that we just talked about is very capable of doing so. It's just going to be a much harder road. 
Okay, let's go ahead and look ahead to Tuesday's games. All right, game one from bracket one pits Texas A&M and Notre Dame against each other. Texas A&M is riding a high after defeating Texas and throwing those horns down all over the place on Sunday. However, Notre Dame's loss to Oklahoma on Sunday has them looking for a chance to get their revenge, and to do that, they must first defeat Texas A&M. On paper, the fifth-seeded Aggies look like the better team, but so did number one overall seed Tennessee in the Super Regionals, and Notre Dame knocked that historical team out way before they were supposed to go home. With that being said, still give me the Texas A&M to win this one as the Aggies will be too much for the Fighting Irish to handle, in my opinion. Little SEC bias? Possibly. It's very probable, actually. But I still think, regardless, Texas A&M really is the better team, and I think they'll be able to get it done, and the Fighting Irish's special run is going to come to a bit of an end abruptly. All right, game two from back from bracket two, excuse me. Auburn versus Arkansas. Another sad day as one of our fellow SECs will be taking a hike out of Omaha and back to the true Deep South. Now, for those that don't know, the Auburn-Arkansas rivalry is a real thing, and it is growing more and more fierce every single year, especially considering it runs deep across all three major sports of football, basketball, and baseball. Where did this all begin? What am I talking about? This isn't a super huge rivalry. It's not extremely well known. It's not even really talked about hardly ever, even between these two fan bases. It's just something that I've noticed, and I think some other people have started to notice, and it is fierce. All right, here's the timeline of kind of what I think happened. Obviously, SEC West versus SEC West ever since Arkansas left the Southwestern Conference to go to the SEC, but there's a little more to it. And I think that a big piece of starting this was Gus Malzahn. Now, Gus Malzahn, we all know, is from Arkansas. He has a lot of his claim to fame was in Arkansas high school football. That's kind of where he got his big name, started writing books, yada, yada, yada. Auburn hires Gus Malzahn. No big deal there. But Gus Malzahn has a pretty good record against Arkansas, and he later uses Arkansas as a bit of a bargaining chip to try to drive up his price and get a better contract from Auburn, which works. Then there's a few close football games, including a four overtime win for Arkansas over the Tigers that added to those flames. Some calls that are still argued to this day about when Bo Nix was on the Plains didn't seem to help, and Arkansas defeating Auburn basketball for them to lose their first ever number one AP poll ranking was probably the straw that finally broke the camel's back between those two teams. Tempers were flared before that game, and there was a lot of talk, yelling, and what have you on Twitter and outside of that stadium. So, I think that there's a little bit of an extra rivalry going on, so needless to say, this game means just a little bit more. Alright, similar to Tuesday's first game, these teams are motivated differently. Auburn just had a massive win and gained some momentum back by finally getting their bats to hit the daggum ball again. So, They're feeling fresh and clean after a big win against the number two team in the nation, Stanford. While Arkansas, on the other hand, did not like how the Ole Miss game went, and they know that they can play better ball. The Razorbacks also kind of feel that their shaky pitching from the start may have been a part of what started to spiral and eventually caused the game to get out of hand. Obviously, it wasn't that alone, but there's a possibility there that that kind of set the tone for the game. So, 
if they want to avenge their loss to Ole Miss and get to the national championship, they have to go through Auburn first. And that won't be easy if they can't get a good product out of the mound or out of their bullpen, whatever. If any of their pitchers aren't having a good product on the field, it's going to be a bad day. This is a real pick game, though, in my opinion, because you never know which version of either of these two teams will show up. But from experience alone, I'm going to have to give the edge to the Razorbacks, as I believe that they've been here before and they know how to win in Omaha. Also, I think even with Auburn finding their hits again, they aren't all the way back to the batting form they need to be at to grab the win from this Arkansas team. All right, that's all I got for you after day four of the College World Series. There's still a lot of baseball to be played, and the door is still open for all four of these SEC teams to win a national championship. Join me again right here Wednesday morning for the full rundown on Tuesday's games and a preview of what is to come on Wednesday. Thank you for coming, and I will see you all tomorrow.